especially with the platform that we have is really to encourage people to work together with people instead of against people. And sometimes it's kind of hard, you know, like people always like, oh, we got to compete or do this with that person. But if you work with them, you can actually, you know, grow with them. And I think there's an African proverb. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Hey, I'm Shauna. I'm a business mentor and leadership coach. After years of working with leaders and professionals, the one thing I can say is I do not have all the answers. And guess what? I'm okay with that. This podcast is dedicated to having the conversations with the people who have been where you are or have the expertise that will help you to streamline, simplify, and take the guesswork out of growing and scaling your business. Each week, we will dive into guest interviews, tips, trends, and strategies that will help you to cut through the fluff. So if you are ready to take your business to the next level, stick around. This is the Skill to Grow podcast. So hello, hello. Welcome to the Scale to Grow podcast. Today we are talking about growing an ethical, diverse, and inclusive shoe brand. I'm joined by Frances Helena, who is the founder of Beautifully Diverse. Her business has been inspired from living in and traveling to Mexico, China, Malaysia, New Zealand, Australia, Germany, and spending time in Fiji. She is now actively building an inclusive culture within her brand for everyone and where everyone who joins feels they have opportunities to succeed and grow. So, Helena, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Shauna. Thanks for having me. Good morning to everybody. Well, it's afternoon in Canada, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. So tell me a bit more about you and kind of what you do and how you even got started doing it. Um, well, it's pretty crazy. So this is actually, um, I grew up traveling. So I have, you know, bit with my mom and my dad. I'm mostly from a biracial household. So I was adopted um, from the Philippines by a English man and a um, Filipino lady. And so basically my whole life, we just moved everywhere, you know, lived in Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia, like there's a whole list like that I didn't even like, you know, include, but we've constantly moved around. And I think just from moving around like that had helped me to understand how the world works. Like, you know, they, they can't teach you that at schools or universities, you know, it's something that you really have to see for yourself and you know being a travel photographer and everything like that i also try to encourage people to really understand how different places are like how it works you know there's to try to get them to understand that there's like a whole another world out there and i think that's pretty much how this kind of really started you know as a brand itself because i was like looking around to see what was out there we got because we got selected for New York Fashion Week and it was basically like well what what is happening out there what's the big you know deal that's going on especially you know with the pandemic a lot has changed and a lot has moved around and so it was just basically me just doing a lot of research to see what was out there and having modeled in Australia I noticed there wasn't a lot of space for like yeah what do you call it like plus size models, because I'm like a size 12, size 10, you know, it just depends like that. And, you know, especially when you mix with a lot of 
Eastern cultures, like, you know, from the I'm also Pacific Islanders. So a lot of our community are on the plus size. Or, you know, a lot of my friends are African as well. You know, they're also on the plus size. And, you know, in the West, we are always taught that being skinny is is like it, you know. And now, so with the show and the way I've created it, it's basically about just being yourself. Like everything now is also starting to become a little bit more natural in the fashion industry, but it's really just about, I think, accepting who the person is. And that's, yeah, pretty much how we got started, really. It's just about loving yourself and just trying to take care of yourself. Yeah. Nice. So it sounds like it's it's expanded past the shoe and it's now it's it's like fashion. It's just the brand of fashion. Yeah, because it's I originally started um, as yeah a shoe designer. Like it just, you know, it was pretty tech savvy and you can get apps now that just, you know, create whatever you want. And so back then, <laughs> some of you might be really young. Right. But back then it was basically paint. You used the, you know, the, the thing on the computer, it was called paint. We had PowerPoint. That was it. There's no Facebook or Instagram, nothing. So, you know, and it was only then they started creating websites where you can go and do like customized shoes and things like that. So I think that website I used is now closed down or whatever, but it was basically, I just used that and just, you know, did whatever. And then it was only until this year created an actual physical shoe, but it's kind of just evolved really because especially with the whole pandemic situation so it's um, taken on like a social change to the fashion industry which is which are pretty hard to do because it's like you know just starting people kind of like oh you know what what is this or you know who does she think she is that sort of thing so it's yeah it's kind of gone from basically clothing as well as like social change so Nice, nice. So, and I remember paint because we used to do that. <laughs> and that's just going to date me because that's like, yeah, that's that's a while. I swear they were trying to get rid of paint. I don't know if they did or if they were, it's still happening, but I thought they were going to discontinue having paint on the computer. I don't know. The paint was a savior for most people. Let me tell you about that. That was my first like artsy thing. Yeah, I love paint. <laughs> oh, <it's> so cool. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So I love that, you know, it's like a double-edged sword because at the same time, like the pandemic kind of came with like a lot of negatives to it, but it also had like a lot of positives in the sense that there were so many social pieces that got created out of this. And I can see where, you know, like the connection between the different things that you're doing that's tagged on to some of that social work that's being done because a lot of it is the, the the new form awareness around certain things and certain challenges that people were having for years. So you had your first shoe dropped. So I know you said like 10 years ago, you had it, you had just designs of it. And now you're actually creating them, you have an actual physical product. So how was that journey? It's been it's been a long journey, you know, I think for me personally, Coming from an Eastern background, you we've always been taught, oh, you have to go to school, get a degree, get married, have kids, all this sort of stuff. And for me, having traveled, because I barely went to school, you know, that was, I think, the advantage I had, even though it put me back in so many ways at the same time. Like, I 
barely went to school during elementary. So I did high school, but by the time I came back to Australia, it was like six, what, grade six. So it must have been like three weeks to the end of the year. And then grade seven came. And then that was like my whole primary education. And between that whole time up from like time I was born to like coming back to Australia, it was kind of, it was just different, you know, because people, you know, I was still trying to understand and figure out who I was and what I was, you know, trying to do. But I always knew I was a crafty person. And I think just from a young age, I always knew I was going to do bigger and better things or just do something that was just, you know, just globally related or whatever, you know, because that was pretty much my whole life. Like we, I lived in places that didn't speak any English and, you know, I had to adapt. And a lot of people, you know, especially with the pandemic, couldn't, they couldn't adapt to it. So, you know, I think having that advantage just to adapt to different things has kind of helped me. But, you know, in terms of this whole creative journey, I, I did hospitality, I worked in events, I still working at the daycare center um, just to save money and stuff. But, you know, it's taken me a while to kind of figure out like what I wanted to do and how I wanted it. But I always knew I was like a creative person. But I think just having come from that background where the creative industry at the time it wasn't a thing people like oh you can't make money out of dancing or singing or whatever you know whereas now with the pandemic it's totally shifted like a lot of people now are doing things online I mean we have more technology now we have you Mm -hmm. know so it's just all those sorts of things and I think you know being a creative person now it's just like it's totally boosted my confidence in a way because I also was thinking in my mind am I am I good enough for it because you know with the other brands that we meet for New York Fashion Week it was like they've been in the business almost two three years and I literally built this within the last five six months from nothing to like being like a global platform so it's pretty pretty intense so you know and I kind of like at the same time I'm like oh is that is that good? Is that bad? Because, you know, people have been doing this for so long and people, you know, hadn't gotten that opportunity to be a global platform until a couple of years later. So I think my advantage was having grown up traveling and having to be able to understand other people and meet them. I think that was pretty much my advantage on what I've been doing. Okay. So I like that because I think even for me, when I think about, you know, like the degrees of success or just like how long it takes for one person to get to success versus the other or the definition of success in terms of the the growth stages. Five months for you, it it might seem like short for someone else, but uh, for you, because of all the experiences and all the things you've been exposed to, that might be just right based on the fact that you know how to cut some of the unnecessary steps that some people probably went through. And I remember I was connecting with someone and, you know, I remember her program was specifically targeted at working with people to define value first and then actually going into the tactical stuff because she was, because one of the things that we do is we spin for a while and all that dead time, like lengthens how much time we get to the X as opposed to if we didn't have all that dead time and we knew exactly how to kind of navigate certain waters, we'll be able to kind of cut the the journey a bit shorter. So I like that you piggyback off that experience that you've had as a child growing up and 
tagging that into, okay, well, how can I apply that into my business and kind of figure out how to meet new people and make that connection really early, as opposed to someone who's probably there for a very long time and might not have done that as quickly as you have. Yeah, definitely. And it's been a, it's, you know, and when I say like, because some people are like, oh, yeah, she, she has it all. I've had help along the way. Like there's been people, you know, who have helped me out. They've been really supportive. They're willing to give advice. And then there's some people that they're kind of like, oh, like you're crazy. Like, what are you what are you doing? So, you know, I've had really good people. And I think I've been really like blessed and lucky to have like those certain people who are willing to help out. Awesome. So what what was the hardest part for you? Like when you were doing all of this? I think believing in myself that I was actually good enough to do this because, you know, a lot of the brands that I had spoken to or reached out to, they, they'd been in the business maybe five, 10 years or a couple of years. And, you know, they'd never done anything like fashion week and everything like that, but, you know, they've been, they already had stuff produced. So I had nothing when I, when I started this. So it wasn't only till maybe like a couple of months ago, I just got the shoe manufacturer from the Philippines, which in this, in the Philippines is called uh, Marikina. So it's basically the shoe industry of the Philippines where they make the best shoes. So, but you know, it was just basically like, I had to use um, my connections to, you know, people know people who know people, that sort of thing. And I think what people really need to kind of understand is that networking, it actually does work if you, you know, just talk to like the right people. So. Nice. So you said that you had, you have a team. So who's, who's kind of like your makeup of your team? Do you have like, is it fairly large or is it just you and a handful of uh, people that's helping you to bring this to life? Um, well, actually we're kind of like small, like, so at the moment, everything is pretty much volunteer. And I know some people kind of like, ah, you know, like people in general, I should say, when it comes to volunteer, they're like, oh, should I put effort in? But, you know, when you look at people like Usain Bolt, Steve Harvey, you know, all those people who literally had, you know, came from pretty much the same background as I did, like literally nothing, didn't have wealthy parents or anything like that. But, you know, they basically believe even if you have the talent, you still have to keep going. So a lot of our team at the moment, like they're, we have like a age, massive age range from like 16 to 50, like that includes our models, photographers, all that sort of thing. But they are, you know, from, we have a former refugee who's from Vietnam. We have a lady who is a victim of domestic violence. Actually, we have two people who are um, victims of domestic violence. And then we have people who have been in the fashion industry for ages, like photographers, but we have people from everywhere, like from, they're like Italian heritage, Vietnamese heritage, West Africa, Dominica. Who else have we got? We have people coming in from Canada. Um, that lady, she, the one coming from Canada, she's from, what is it, West Canada, I believe, in Calgary. Yeah, and then we have pretty much like uh, Latino crew. Like we've pretty much kind of covered everybody at the moment. We're still adding to people, but basically our age, our age range and the way I've got it shaped, because when I created this, I had, um, you know, as I said, I had nothing to show for. So I built it around the community, you know, because a mm. lot of the brands, 
when when you work with brands and things like that, it's really just like a one time off, like that's it. But I wanted to make sure that this was still going to keep going. So it wasn't just about, you know, the brand itself or shoes. It was basically it's about the people and what they do. And the way I focused it is that all these people, some of them are in the fashion industry, but some of them aren't. But a lot of these people are successful, like they've done really well, they're, you know, out there and all this. And what I wanted to show to young people was that it doesn't matter what you look like, as long as you're trying, even if you fail so many times, just get up and go again. That's it. Try to take another route to get there. But all these people that I have on our team, they are basically, you know, from all different backgrounds, whatever, but they are still doing something in the community and they might not look like, you know, your super size model, like, you know, Naomi Campbell. I love Naomi Campbell. I should say that. And, you know, but they, you know, they might not look like that, but they're doing stuff that is actually contributing to the community. And so the way I focus the brand, it's basically, it's not about your physical appearance. It's about your work ethic. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that you're centering around that inclusivity, not just from the backgrounds, but also visit, like just your body and your whatever you're bringing to the table. You're kind of touching different demographics, different cultures, and you're bringing them all together to bring bring out the brand and bring out that brand that, you, that you, you're aiming towards from a social impact perspective. So how do you balance the creative side and running the business and trying to also make it inclusive? It's tough. It's really (laughs) tough because, you know, like both of my parents from like they're both born in the fifties and sixties. So work ethic was everything. Like you couldn't sit and do nothing because there was, you know, that was just not how, you know, they, they operated, especially back then, you know, you, you had to work or you had to do something. And so, you know, I think it's, it's definitely been challenging. And I think when like, I'm also hearing impaired. So, you know, I became like that a few years ago. So, and you know, the hardest thing about it is that when people be like, oh, inclusivity or, you know, diversity is good, but it's also tough because you also have to kind of watch how you're talking to people. And the hardest thing about today is that people spend so much time texting. Like, I'd rather get in a conversation like how you and I are right now and just be able to talk. But people spend so much time texting and I'm like, no, pick up the phone and come talk to me about it. You know, and that's the hardest thing. And especially if it's in another time zone, like we're coordinating this across six different time zones. So it's, it's, and it's pretty tough, like as if I'm never sleeping, but you know, it's like, you, you have to try to find time. Like there'll be time where I'm just like, nah, I'm not doing anything today. I'm just going to go sit outside and look at nature or some days I have a moment. Oh yeah. I feel like creating. Cause I think what people don't understand about the creative industry is that you have to be inspired to actually create. Like it doesn't, it's not just like writing an essay, like, oh yeah, I have to write this for that. No, you got to like figure out how you want it done and all this. And I think the balance is really, it's also about your mental health at the same time, you know, because especially with the pandemic, you know, we've been locked up in the house for so long and, you know, people try to get out and still don't know what's going on outside. But I think, it also comes down to you, like for me, I'm really 
more about health over wealth like even though okay yeah i'm trying to lift this up to go wherever it's gonna go but at the same time i'm like no if i don't feel like doing it then i i won't do it or if i don't feel like talking to this person i'm like i'm gonna come back to you you know it's that sort of thing and i think you know it's really hard to i've had friends that are helping me try to make sure that i'm even balancing and stuff but music music has helped i'm always listening to music and even with the show we've kind of focused it around music it's more like so people are comfortable at the same time because i know not everybody can do the catwalk and that's cool like i know i can't i'm just like really like that's just that's just too much but i love to dance and most of our people they love to dance so it's easier to do it to a beat so that's what yeah that's what we're doing with that but i think balancing it's all about i have a friend she always says write down how you feel just have your gratitude journal and everything like that so i'm always trying to make sure i just write down how i feel and yeah just try to keep balance that way so nice so i know that <laughs> it's funny because when you're talking about the catwalk and i'm thinking <laughs> i'm thinking most of the time for me I always wonder how the hell did he even get down there? Because I would have probably tripped by now. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> my my legs don't don't work that coordinated all the time. Jeez, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. But that's why I'm not doing that kind of business, and I totally get it. Like I personally would not. And when you're just referring to like you know just a creative process. And one of the things for me is, you know, I've worked with a lot of creatives and a lot of the times for me, it's like, it's like that, that time where you always think, oh, they didn't even touch the thing that you said they're supposed to do. And a lot of that time is just a thinking time. It's just the doing nothing time to like get inspired. And then afterwards, it's like when it's done, it's like, oh, surprising to very different. <laughs> and it's, and it's like, you know, and it's like, not to have that expectation and that rigor around kind of the process and just let it kind of organically evolve and just kind of give it the space, right? That uh, space to just do its thing. So I like that you, you consider all of that and everybody loves a gratitude journal. Definitely. It's helped a lot because, you know, sometimes even though what I've done in a short time, I'm so, I'm always thinking, oh, is it, is it good enough? Is it like, how's it going to look? Because, you know, sometimes when you scroll through social media, you see other brands and you're like, ah, oh, okay, how am I going to make this look better than this? Or, you know, but then I think the biggest thing is what people really need to understand is that networking shouldn't be about competition. Like some people think of it as a competition, but it's actually a way for you to learn from other people. Like a lot of the stuff that I've been doing is, just through learning from other people, listening to what they have to say. Like I have a friend, he was on the February show this year. He lives in England, but he's the first British Punjabi um, guy to headline for this show. And so I saw him and I reached out to him and now we're like talking about this and that. And he's working with some big people doing stuff for the Grammys next year, doing all this kind of thing. So, you know, it's good to like, hear from other people's perspectives about how they've done it and you know and they've and it's and it's interesting because I had another friend he's lives in New Mexico but he he's indigenous so but he basically 
had said he literally went through all the same stuff that I'm going through 10 years ago. So he was like, it's okay. This is what I do. Like, you know, I just, yeah, if I have people I talk to and they're like this, then I just, you know, talk to them, just say, you know, a few things and then cut them off and then leave it at that. And that's it. I'm like, okay. So yeah, <laughs> it's been tough. <laughs> it sounds like mindset is a huge part of it. Cause it's like, you meet all these people but you really have to kind of work on your mindset because you could easily like go into, I don't know if I should talk to them because maybe they won't even give me the time of day or I'm not even at that level to talk to them about my stuff. So it sounds like mindset is huge. Oh, yes. Journey. Yeah, definitely. I do some uh, self-development with Bolt and Powers, which is owned by Steve Harvey. And so a lot of those people, Shay, Nakia, Angela, like they work for Steve Harvey, but basically this platform um, I've been able to speak to different like celebrities and entrepreneurs and stuff like that and literally ask questions to them. And so they've actually been helping me. They're like, oh, yeah, it's all in the mindset because they're from similar backgrounds where they didn't have people around them who were supportive of them. And then I think I was talking to, um, uh, what's his name, Mr. Ed, I can never say his last name. I think it's Monjajiri, but he was basically like, even if you have people around you that don't believe in you, you have to believe in yourself. And it's not that they don't believe in you. It's just that they can't see it. And Steve Harvey always talks about that. Like he'll always say things like, God put this vision in your head. So other people can't see it, but they're going to see it when you make it like happen. So that's been, yeah, it's been really helpful. Yeah. So what, so what have been like the big, like success for you so far? I think it's from going from nothing to now just being here and there, like I'm on a podcast with Canada, you know, that sort of thing. I think it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool at the same time. And it's kind of like, whoa, what's happening? Like, I don't, you know, you don't really, I'm just kind of like letting the journey take me on wherever it's kind of taking me or whatever, you know. And I mean, I've even had local, like local big organizations here, like Multicultural Australia, like the event manager, like they reached out to me. I'm like, am I reading this right? Like, am I, is that what is that? And then I had like parliament, like a person, someone in who runs for, um, oh, what is it? It's like, I think it's called Cooper. It's like some district I think that's how I put it yeah but I've had you know all these different people and I'm like who are these people like and then there's some organizations like especially in the states I've never heard of and then they start following I'm like oh this looks cool like what's happening here but it's just opened up a massive range of you know meeting different people networking things I've never even heard of because we even got into um LA Fashion Week and uh, what's the other one? Sustainability in Chicago. Yeah, Sustainability Fashion Week for Chicago. And so, but the LA show, that person that runs it, she also does LA, Hong Kong and Dubai. So it's just like mm -hmm. this massive range of people. And yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy, you know, just meeting different people. And I think, but it's definitely, you know, helped to kind of, see that there's other people who have previously done it and in sh in such a short time space like a lot of the people i've been networking have only 
just started this just before the pandemic or during the pandemic and they're kind of just soaring through and it, it's been pretty good like I've always um, you know try to especially with the platform that we have is really to encourage people to work together with people instead of against people and sometimes it's kind of hard you know like people always like oh we gotta compete or do this with that person but if you work with them you can actually you know grow with them and I think there's an African proverb it says if you want to go fast go alone but if you want to go far go together so yeah yeah no I totally love that that was one of the things that I used to use all the time when I used to have my teams because I used to be like there's no I in team and realistically we're all we're all good at different things and we all know different things and it's not it's it's not a race for who's going to climb on top of the other person because at the other at the end of the day we're all a team and we're all going to go there together and that's how we're going to do this so no i i love that so i'm curious because i want to understand so i know you said community is a big thing networking is a big thing having a solid mindset around kind of how you feel about just what you're doing yourself the journey ahead of you so that you don't kind of self-sabotage is is a huge part of the journey but if someone is um getting started like what exactly are some of the things that you've done in your business? So you got to the design phase, you created the, the design and you have this vision in your head and you pull the team together. Now, what happens from that point to the now? Like, what are some of the things that you actually have done, like from a practical step-by-step? Like if someone was going to try to do what you're doing, Oh, okay. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is you, apart from believing yourself, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, because there's so many different things like out there. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think as Steve Harvey puts it, like the devil is always going to come and try to sabotage something. So if something's going wrong, then you should know that's the devil there and he's trying to do this, but you need to kind of you know step away from that and just keep your you know remember why you started or remember you know the vision and the goal that you have so I think if people really want to start something just just go for it I mean you don't have to know like everything I'm doing right now I'm I'm learning from other people I'm doing a lot of research I'm just talking to people who have done it before I think it's really just about talking to other people and and yes and at the same time you have to be careful of who you're talking to, because there's always going to be somebody who's smarter than you and, you know, they can do, you know, might might do it better or whatever, but there's always going to be somebody that does something better. But you also have to kind of know who you're talking to, because sometimes even like just with this in the last six months, I have had tremendous amount of hate and tremendous amount of people who are trying to you know claim it as their own and this and and it's hard because it's all it's all verbally you know and even sometimes when you type messages you got you got to be careful you know even if it gets heated you have to try to not say too many things and you're just like just stay calm just you know but I think the biggest thing for somebody is just to really just to talk to people especially people like if you really trust them then okay yeah talk to them but talk to people who 
have done it in the industry, like really literally reach out to them. Because when I started this, I had seen there was a Hawaii brand. I think they were in the November show last year and they did like fantastically well. Like the way that was kind of, that kind of gave me the idea actually. And so it was basically from what they did, they were telling a story. So I got an idea. Oh, we could tell a story while we're doing this. Cause I mean, fashion shows, you know, you just see the person walk in, walk out like that's it. So, you know, whereas a story actually kind of gets people's attention, but I think, you know, for people who want to start, write down what you want to do and like how you do it. Like that's probably the most powerful thing you can do is to pen and paper because it actually does work. You know, write down all the steps that you you want. Well, not really steps, but basically what you want to do and then look at it and then go, well, how am I going to do this? How can I get this done? You know, just have your list. Like someone told me, write a list. And I was like, oh yeah, well, that's cool. You know, so I write a list now and I know what I need to get done. And I think it's just a step-by-step process. Like you don't need to know everything right now, you know, because you're still learning. But if you just write it down and you can figure out how to get there and there, then it's all right. Just one step at a time. You know, that's, I think the biggest lesson for me was just doing too many things. I was like, no, I just want to focus on this first, that first, and then, you know, the whole thing will come together. So, yeah. Yeah. No. So I love that. So what's next for you with that? I know you're have the upcoming show, but what's, what else is next for you? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure what's happening, but um, yeah, we so we postponed the September show because we've had a few family, a few of our team members have family members passed away. So we're going for early February, um, and so I know they've just finished up that Fashion Week show. So we'll find out more details on that. And then there's a few, a few other things we're working on. A few other things with some local businesses here, and so should hopefully know more what's happening there so that could include sponsorship and things like that so it'll be there's a few other things happening so some of it is a surprise and so some of it is you know but we're definitely trying to pump out more shoes so we've got like a variety of shoes because we do women's shoes and men's shoes and then I'm doing like a customized outfit that matches with it because when I started this it was like okay now I got into fashion week I need need to show something more than just shoes so you know it was like yeah now I have a an outfit and stuff like that yeah all right so you started out with this shoe you got the physical thing done you're now in the fashion week you're now expanding into like other types of uh, fashion products that you can offer as part of your line so is there anything in terms of like your your own personal development growth your team growth like anything on the radar for that um i think because we when we got into all this it was really about social change that's literally how we got it had nothing to do with clothes or shoes and i've always been a big activist in just, you know, advocating for the right thing, advocating for, you know, uh, stopping racism, discrimination, and, you know, being more inclusive and stuff. And so I think, you know, the the biggest thing for me is just to kind of just put that out there. Like you as a person, 
you know, in this life, like, like I said, I recently, you know, I've lost a few people, but it was like, you in this life only have a certain amount of time, but we don't know how long that time's going to be. So whatever you want to do, you should just do it. Like, don't, don't wait for, oh, am I good enough? And, you know, and that's, and that's hard, you know, sometimes because people always like, oh, am I good enough? Like, even that's how I was like, am I good enough for fashion week? Like Mm -hmm. 10,000 brands that are coming out, like, you know, what, how are we going to do this? And so, you know, I think, the biggest thing is to I'm now sort of advocating for like mental health and try to really channel it that way. But it's really pretty much all about social impact. I think that was the biggest thing for me. If I was ever going to do anything, it had to be something that was empowering the people, especially young people. You know, nowadays they're all all on social media, looking at this, looking at that. But how can we get them to actually do more in the community rather than just sit there and do this, this and this? So I think for me, it's really all about just growing my personal development and everything like that. Because within this whole time, I really found out a lot about myself more than I have, you know, just creating the brand. But I think it's just helped me in a way just to help me grow. So I think that's pretty much where I'm at like at the moment with the whole process of everything just yeah one at a time (laughs) yeah okay well let's do well it sounds like you're going to be busy for the next I don't know like couple of months six months you're going to be super busy yeah it's going to be pretty intense we might have a another show just before New York so we're still we got a few other things happening at the moment so yeah so we might have another one and that is also going to be overseas <laughs> not too far from australia though so it's not not that far yeah excited so where can people find you learn more about what you do or even come to some of these shows where are you going to be so we have a we've got a facebook page and i believe the facebook page is connected to the instagram and vice versa so it's just basically um beautifully diverse fashion you can just type that into instagram or to facebook and we are going to eventually try and get up a up a website and everything we're still still all happening there but yeah we're basically on instagram on facebook and you can just send us an email i think there's the email button on on both of those pages and yeah we're pretty much pretty much on those things and i think i'm on twitter too but i'm still trying to figure out because twitter isn't a big thing in australia so i'm trying to figure out how to how to work Twitter and I think I sort of have an understanding because I know Twitter's just it's just news so we're still trying to figure out how to work Twitter so yeah all right well so we'll we'll put up your Instagram and your Facebook links so people can find you and learn more about where you guys are going to be over the next couple of months right in time for fashion week so look forward to it Thank you so much. Yeah, it'll be so good. It'll be, we're still, we're doing a lot of changes on, yeah, on everything really, I think from some of the posters to um, people, because there's been, you know, a few people dropped out and yeah, so it'll be, it'll be good. And we still have a good race (laughs) if anybody wants to join. You're more than welcome to, well, you could come to the show. All right. So I will definitely link everything into the show notes for anybody who's looking forward to seeing that. All right. So thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and 
I will definitely drop all the links if you want to find out more about how she's doing what she's doing, how she's applying some of those social impact changes that she's talking about, then check out the show notes and follow her page. All right. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Scale to Grow podcast. To work with us or access free resources, head over to www.concaveservices.com. And don't forget to leave us a review. See you on the next episode.